Hey everyone, we added Magic Mind into our morning routine and love it. Magic Mind is the world's first productivity shop. Let's be honest, coffee just wakes us up, but when paired with Magic Mind, we feel more focused for longer and even less jittery. The magic comes from 13 active ingredients to fuel productivity, such as matcha to boost your energy, adaptogens to help you relax, nootropics to keep you focused. Crush life without crashing your focus. Order your Magic Mind and feel the magic today. Don't forget to use coupon code CUP20 at checkout or visit magicmind.com cup for your discount. Hey everyone, we've been using Furnished Finder for the last five years. When it comes to travel nursing assignments or long-term vacations, Furnished Finder is a place to go. One of the most stressful aspects about travel nursing is finding housing. There are a lot of sites that offer furnished homes for short-term leasing. Furnished Finder has thousands of furnished properties nationwide to meet your every need. If you're looking for a one-bedroom studio to a three-bedroom family home, Furnished Finder has you covered. Travel with the peace of mind with Furnished Finder. Start your search at furnishedfinder.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Cup of Nurses show here with your hosts, Peter and Matt, two nurses on a mission to change this world one conversation at a time. Thank you for tuning in. If you find value in this show, please share and review the show. It would mean absolutely everything to us. Cupandnurses.com for the latest updates, merch releases, and anything about us. For our lifestyle podcast, you can check out wearefrontlandwarriors.com. In this episode, we would like to introduce you to Michelle Podlesny. Michelle is a president of the National Nurses and Business Association and CEO president of Bloom Service Group, LLC. She is an accomplished businesswoman, U.S. Navy veteran, and nurse with over 30 years experience ranging from critical care, case management, and healthcare information technology to nationally known speaker, best-selling author, and serial nurse entrepreneur. She has a proven track record of leadership, success, and executive management of startups and established multi-million dollar SaaS companies serving Fortune 500 clients. Happy Nurse Week, everybody, by the way. Anybody that's tuning in, hope you find much love from your hospital providers or wherever you're working as a nurse. Maybe they're going to give you some pizza or any exciting uh, things around those lines. Shout out to Florence Nightingale, which started the modern profession of what we call nursing. We shout out to her during the Crimean War. She created, you know, aseptic techniques to help decrease the infection rates and deaths on the battlefield. And it started this profession. So some advice for any nurse that's out there is don't forget to always pour into your own cup. I know healthcare is stressful and hospitals and your charge nurses, everybody tries to make you pick up shifts and work hard. And I understand that it's all about teamwork, but sometimes you only can do so much on your end where you need to prioritize yourself. So yeah, Think about your own well-being during this time, during Nurses Weekend. Fill your own cup if you can. There's some numbers at you guys. About 60% of nurses work in hospitals. So if you're maybe thinking about switching units, there's so many units out there for you to work at. If you don't feel like this unit is a unit for you, just go out there, change units. I know it's it's a little bit of something that you might not hear for management and all that kind of stuff because their responsibility is to keep you at work, keep you on the unit. But what nurses have to really hear is that there is a life and work outside your unit. And stating it again, 
60% of nurses work in a hospital. If you're kind of tired of the hospital, remember, there's a lot of opportunity for you outside of hospital. I know hospital work is, is very demanding. It's a lot. It's very stressful. You deal with the worst of the worst. So there is a lot of opportunity out there for you outside of bedside, guys. Happy Nurses Week. I agree with you 100%, Pete, because we are paving our own path as well. And this episode is going to be jam-packed about entrepreneurship. So like Pete said, only 60%. If you feel burnt out from your unit, from the hospital, look at different roles. There's, we went to Trafcon, remote nursing. There's working for insurance companies. Maybe you could be auditing things. Maybe it's case management where you're pulling away from bedside. Be creative with your profession. You could either invest it into getting outside of bedside itself or getting inspired and working on a passion project that you have. So, yeah. And don't forget, Nurses Week, there's a ton of discounts from different companies. Like, you could get a free bowl at Chipotle. I remember I got it last year. So, Google Nurses Week discounts and take advantage of all the freebies that Nurses Week has to offer. Hey, guys, remember, you're not just a nurse. You have a life outside the scrubs. Hey, Michelle, welcome to the show. Can you give us a little background about yourself and what is it that you do? Well, currently, I'm the, the president of the National Nurses and Business Association, and it's a wonderful organization dedicated to nurse entrepreneurship. And what I get to do is um, coordinate conferences and events and education and provide that for nurses that are interested in transitioning from employees to entrepreneurs. Okay, super cool. I know some of your background and you did work in the Navy for quite a bit of time. How did that transition over to what you currently do or some of your more in-hospital or nursing-related stuff? Oh, geez, it had so much to do with everything because, well, I went to the Navy right after high school um, and I became a Navy corpsman. <clears throat> I worked for four years in Naval hospitals doing all types of things. I mean, all different environments, um, you know, surgical, um, med surge. Um, I even worked in um, what they call patient affairs, which is more or less the administrative area uh, where you look at census and what how things are going. So the Navy really prepared me for, I think, the confidence mm to go for nursing. And I was actually going into a Navy program that was for nurses. So it would, you would serve as a corpsman for a while, and then you'd go into this nursing program that they had called NESEP. And um, two years before I got out of the Navy, they stopped that program. So instead, the GI Bill paid for my nursing education, and I became a nurse afterwards. Mm. Amazing. And definitely confidence is important as a new grad, even through nursing school. You really needed to oh, definitely. yourself to make the decisions, especially dealing with people's lives. When you worked as a nurse, did you have a favorite part in health that you really enjoyed working or a specialty? Well, because of my Navy experience and um, having had a lot of nursing care experience, I went straight from graduating to the ICU. Mm -hmm. So that's where I worked for a number of years. And um, I, I just loved it. It's very much the same and very different today. Mm -hmm. There's so much more technology involved than there was before. But the, um, you know, concentration and focus, you know, remains the same.
Mm. So that was the primarily the area that I worked in. The last experience I had in a hospital setting, not with nursing, but in a hospital setting, was um, as a charge nurse in a med surge unit. Okay, super cool. I know before the show, we talked a little about traveling and we do we do always recommend travel nursing to all our listeners. If they are a nurse, if they're looking for something maybe a little bit different or if they feel maybe a little bit stuck in 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 where they are, because I know sometimes Absolutely. you get a unit, you don't really always have the opportunity for like career progression because they need like boots on the ground for the most part. They need you in a unit. Not, promotions aren't always the best. And if, and if it is, it's there's not, there's not a lot of them out there. So when it comes to traveling, you've been around all around the U.S. Uh, like I mentioned before the show, we did talk about some of your favorite places. But given like the top five favorite locations, uh, what would you recommend? Just just some place that you could kind of uh, more enjoy the outside of the work environment. Well, since I've worked in uh, several of those, I you know also had offices all over the country. So I would say that one of um, you know, great area uh, to enjoy more of that work-life balance um, is in Florida. Yeah. And that would be, uh, you know, I lived and had offices in the Tampa area. Um, Orlando's great. It's a little bit more that you're traveling to get to the beaches. Uh, so I, I just love that whole corridor. And, and I was stationed for three years at Pensacola, Florida. Yeah. Um, so I love that panhandle as well. And it's just really great because it really allows you to enjoy the weather as well as, you know, you work hard, you play hard. Um, mm. So the California, same thing, same thing. And I've, I've had uh, offices up and down California and um, definitely my favorite is Southern California. Mm. And we have a lot of uh, nurse members out in California. So mm. it's a great area for, um, you know, a different quality of life. And then it really, and now I'll tell you the, the people that had the most um, genuine relationship and relationship is very important for health and wellness, right? And balance was when I worked in the Midwest in Chicago, uh, just wonderful, wonderful nurses, colleagues. We did a lot of things outside of our work in the hospital together. We really enjoyed each other. And um, I found the, the Midwest to be very warm and um, a great environment too for nursing. Mm. And Michelle, to getting to the point where you are today, a lot of times uh, as nurses, we have an idea of eventually we want to maybe leave bedside or try something, something different. And a lot of the advice that we get from people is mm -hmm. if you want to leave something, you got to leave it right away and you have to 100% double down and commit to something else that you want to do. But a lot of actual in-life perspective that I get from nurses and healthcare professionals that want to do something else out of bedside, they, they still stay in bedside and kind of work on their, their plan on kind of getting out while they're still kind of working in it. Absolutely. So when you were slowly leaving bedside, was it just a, a you left approach or was it slowly maybe moving the ranks or trying out new things? Uh, versus like the most recommendation is you have to completely leave something to then kind of join something else. Well, I'd have to answer that in, in a series of steps mm -hmm. because I've left and started something multiple times. So, so for example, right now, while I'm the, you know, president of the NNBA, 
I still do unconventional nurse working from my book and from my workshops. I still do coaching regarding that. And I still am a case manager, a catastrophic case manager for about 10 hours a week. And I do that very purposefully. I've done that since 1985. I do it very purposely because I want to know what's going on in the hospital. I want to stay current with care and standards of care. Um, And this way, it it allows me to stay in touch with it. So my my case management, which was my first step out of hospital nursing, has served me for over 30 years. So when I left, when I first left hospital nursing, basically, I left for the same reasons a lot of nurses leave. They just don't feel like they're in step with other people in their lives because we work weekends, we work holidays, we work extended hours. A lot of nurses today are so tired from the shifts, the 12-hour shifts that they're putting in that on the days they have off, they're not getting refreshed or restored you know, enough. So that's where I found myself when I left hospital nursing. It was like, I was really tired of working weekends. I was really tired of working holidays. So I looked for something and there was a, a, an insurance company that was looking for a healthcare resource specialist. Mm. And I thought, wow, I have a great background with all the hospitals I worked in in the Navy and since as a nurse. So I went in, got the job, loved it, worked on, um, worked with claimants on what would be some of the best courses for their future. Definitely along the lines of case management. But the big thing was it introduced me to computers. And I fell in love with computers. And that's kind of where my business life went. Mm-hmm. After I had a full business life, and, and that's, uh, you know, I ran a couple different software companies. I had nurses in offices all over the country. That was, I got very good at what I did and, and just progressed and advanced. After I left that, when I went to start Unconventional Nurse, um, I was working in multiple areas. So it was more like I tell people in my book, or I tell nurses in my book, you can be right now working how you're working in your cl- in, as clinical or in whatever setting that you're in. You can straddle by putting one foot out and put out a little bit. And, and try it and see what it's like. And when you feel that you're making enough money and you're happy with that situation, then you can take the other foot and go both feet in. That's the wonderful thing about nursing. We have lots of nurses that still do some clinical work or home care, um, different things with a traditional healthcare system but they're into entrepreneurship as well. And um, I would say most of their goals is to go full-time in entrepreneurship uh, and, and they'll get there. That's, but when I did the first step, getting back to the, your original question, I went full-time. It was like when I was burned out, I want to leave, I'm done. And so that first time going into a, what I would say um, a career alternative which was in a business setting, but still uh, using my nursing in uh, case management. 
Sounds like an amazing journey. Went through so much from the military to opening multiple businesses. And one thing that stood out to me is you said that you opened and started multiple businesses because sometimes yes. the first thing doesn't stick. You always have to keep on trying and re-innovating things. And question to you for any nurse that's listening now, what are the characteristics or the grit that you need or the mentality, the mindset that you need to persevere in these kind of endeavors? Because entrepreneurship is not for everybody. A lot of people love right. the security blanket of having a paycheck every single week. So what does it really take to become a nurse entrepreneur? I, I think simply the first thing it takes is making the decision. Mm. It's a decision. Once you make that decision, you know, the, the universe and everything conspires to meet you. So, for example, you might not know how to do something that you want to do, but if you decide you're going to do it, all of a sudden you start finding the resources to do it. So, for example, when nurses are looking to, you know, what's out there for me? what different opportunities are out there. They start Googling things. They start researching things. They're going to come across a variety of resources. They're definitely going to come across the NNBA and they'll see what's available, you know, out there for them. So as far as the number one thing is the decision, you know, you definitely need the mindset, an entrepreneurial mindset. Um, and, and what I mean by that is you need to start looking especially nurses. It's the best. It's just really the best background and education and experience to have to become a business owner. I say constantly, nurses make great business owners. And they really do because nurses at their heart are problem solvers. That's what they do every day when they go in um, to a healthcare situation and working with patients. That's what entrepreneurs do. They find and solve problems. So having that entrepreneur mindset and starting to look at, well, this is a recurring problem that's going on out there. How can I address it? And there's so many nurses that have done that um, in, in so many different ways. I mean, look at the different um, software apps that are out there for scheduling. Many are nurse business owners on those scheduling apps. Look at um, some of the unique products that are out there. There's a, a, a nurse that created this type of stepping stool that's very st safe to get out of the bed. There's nurses that developed um, seizure-wrapped um, blankets for uh patients. There's There was a nurse that developed the Billy Bonnet for babies that were jaundice and they had to have um, oxygen fed and, and such. So there's nurses developed the bed uh, bath. It was a, a, it was called a bed bath bag. Um, so, you know, nurses are tremendous at seeing the challenges that are out there and meeting them and addressing them. Mm. And how could the NBA support all this? I know you you did a lot of work for the, for the NBA. If someone joins the NBA, what kind of maybe help or information or benefit uh, can they get from going through that mm -hmm. through the or association? There's such a variety of things. First and foremost is what's called the Nurses Business Training 
Center, and there's three modules. There's over 30 lessons on each thing. So the first module, you know, has all the different business plans and developmental tools. Um, we have ones in the toolkit that you can fill out because there's not just one way to do business planning. There's multiple ways. So that's a big thing, understanding those different ways and what would apply to you, your idea and what how you want to move forward. The um, other thing is all the all the specifics of business, all the administration. How do I invoice? How do I price? Um, how do I keep my records? What entity do I need to be? So that's all out there as well. Mm-hmm. And then um, how to market and promote your business and keep it successful. So those were those are in the uh, nurses business training center and the modules of education. And it also gives the top twenty five different areas that nurses create businesses in the the best nurse-owned businesses, and there's variations of that. Um, We also provide, um, you know, toolkits like a startup cost calculator so people can feed in amounts of what, and and everything's listed, so they're not guessing. They fill in, you know, the different areas that are listed when you typically start a business, and so you know what kind of investment you're going to be making. Mm. And then we have a lot of marketing and networking opportunities. So, for example, our members get to do a member blog post. And in that, there's two outgoing links for people to get in touch with them. So I have a lot of members that write their expertise, whatever their expertise is. And it's in our blog area. We have our uh, Nurse Entrepreneurs Exchange interviews. We have a newsletter that now has several hundred um, editions. Um, we started that uh, in 2014, and it comes out twice a month. And there's all kinds of opportunities. Um, and then we have our annual conference. So there's our annual conference is a big deal because there is nothing like being with your colleagues that are all like-minded, business-minded, and they're exploring that opportunity. Um, so there's just a tremendous, there's, there's more than that. <laughs> you know, there's, if there are nurses that put on events all the time and we have an event calendar and they can post it on our calendar, which is on nearly every page of our website. So mm-hmm. there's just a lot of different opportunities depending on the stage that nurses are in, because we have both the aspiring and new entrepreneur, and we have nurses that have been members um, for over 20 years Hmm. and that have been in business for that long. Yeah, those are all really good resources because when it comes to opening a business, you think you have it figured out and you start putting in work in one aspect of it and you realize that after you finish this, there's three more things that have to be done. And once you do those three more things, there's like nine more things. And it almost seems like every time you do something, there's like three more things that are added on to whatever you you, you thought you, you finished. And it's just kind of like a, it's like a, a, a slow snowball to, to success. It, it takes takes a lot of time, takes a lot of effort. Because if you think, usually we compare it to like school. It took you four years to get a nur- nursing right. degree, to get your bachelor's, go through school, mm-hmm. to know something. So you're not going to be able to build something in a, in a few months. And if it only took you a few months, it's probably not going not gonna to be that good of a good of quality. Because look how... 
look how much work you had to put in just to be become a nurse. Now you want to basically make something that's going to give you that same paycheck or even greater. So you got to put in a lot of extra time. So I'm curious, Michelle, to when you were uh, just figuring out your life, trying to figure out what you really want to do, finding your niche and trying to gain success, what did you really struggle with? What was like one of those stuff that almost <laughs> like, like lingered that, that you wish you could have had this this instinct or born with this with this gift to just be able to do it yeah i i definitely wasn't born with any <laughs> anything along yeah. those lines when it came to business that's you know i came from a very very traditional background you know a father that was a steel worker a stay at home mom you know it was so there there were no entrepreneurs in the family because we have nurses um that have had family members that are entrepreneurs and they they pick it up they understand it they've lived it um just like my daughter my daughter understands entrepreneurship she's lived it she's lived around it um geez what did i struggle with i definitely struggled with honing in on all my ideas um one of the problems that i have and i know others have it as well i have so many ideas and I want to do so many things that I don't focus in and get enough traction on what they're, you know, what I need to be doing. Mm. So scattering energy was a, was something I really had to learn. Mm. Yeah. That, that, that's a big thing because I watched a video and it basically said that your ideas aren't really valid anything unless you make something out of them because anybody could that's right in that sense come up with an idea in the shower but what's actually going to bring it into fruition and, and into life is actually putting putting it putting in the work and actually trying to make the idea happen not just saying hey this is a good idea we should do this this and this there actually has to be something physically done to make that happen it's very true action is extremely important um and taking action and not being afraid. Sometimes when a lot of nurses get inspired, all of a sudden that self-doubt comes in and they back away from it. And then they tell me, you know, Michelle, it took me so long. I'm finally doing what I wanted to do. And um, I think that that's true. I think that we have to definitely act when we do get inspired um, and just be able to harness that focus. I think, I don't know, I had heard something not too long ago or read something not too long ago. Um, Bill Gates and Warren Buffett are good friends and they were talking and somebody, a, a journalist came up to them and said, I have you both here. So I'm going to ask you the question, what's the most important quality of someone to be successful? And they both said focus, mm. you know, focus in which, and for me, focus, that's not just focus. That means focus your energies, your efforts put in, you got to put in that action that's, um, that's like to get it to work. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you have to put in that action, you know, to, to get it to work. And here's a good thing. Not everything's going to be successful. Not everything is going to turn out <clears throat> how you first envisioned that it was going to turn out. But it's wonderful because it turns out how it should. And you learn from that and then apply it as you go down. You know, you said like a, a snowball. 
it sort of is like a snowball it's it's or or spaghetti it's not a straight line if people have any concept about entrepreneurship that you do this you do this you do this and it's like off to success i wouldn't say it's for them because it reveals so much about you that you don't know personally until you're in the trenches doing it. And what's beautiful is that ability, because I relate it to the nursing process, you know, um, implement, evaluate, and during that evaluation, then revise, refine, you know, and get it right. And, and you just keep going. I love that. One, one thing you mentioned is like, uh, being the jack of all trades but the master of none so your exactly goes our energy flows in a sense and yeah sometimes we get all fixated on like 10 different ideas and try to pour 10 percent into everything and things don't work out because we don't double down on that one thing and i feel like also on entrepreneur journey just said on what you guys are mentioning is just perseverance uh that snowball mm -hmm. effect that yeah. spaghetti sometimes um, maybe this is more from a spiritual sense. It's like you, the, the gift that you're getting of an entrepreneur or living your purpose, it's not like a perfect string of spaghetti they could just pull out. It's like a whole ball and your mission in life is to pull apart that spaghetti and to make that string perfectly linear if you can. And, you know, how does that look like? It's not linear. It's just up and down slopes and you need some perseverance. And you guys mentioned self-doubt throughout the episode is like, we need to really believe in ourselves and carry that over with all of our might in the sense what are it's true and and the work that you both are doing in health wellness balance um for nurses is very valuable because we all need balance we all need to have perspective you can't just go all out all the time it's like you said it it it, it flows. This is life. You know, there's seasons to everything. I love that. And did you ever have a moment when you had a bad season in life, maybe in your entrepreneur <laughs> journey? And <laughs> what is advice that you told yourself or if anybody listening that's going through a hardship and is in that pitfall, what is that advice you would tell your younger self to help overcome that? Um. <clears throat> You know, I was very fortunate because I always was grounded in my why, <clears throat> because my why has always been to serve. Um, it, it's that's always been my orientation. That's why I joined the Navy. That's why I became a nurse. That's why I do what I do today. It's to to be able to serve and serve well and the thing that I would tell my younger self, because I've gone through some very devastating times. So for, let me just give an example of what gets you through. Um, my husband and I, after I left the corporate world um, as an executive, um, we knew we were going to do something, but we wanted to do something entrepreneurial because um, I was going to have our daughter and I didn't want to be traveling. I wanted to adapt a lifestyle. So we started a senior care company. And we had that senior care company for several years. And it was wonderful. Uh, a year before we sold the senior care company, uh, my um, mother and my mother-in-law both were diagnosed with forms of dementia. Mm. 
And it was a very difficult year that followed. So here am I. So this is the the difficult part. Here am I. Um, I have 70 caregivers in this wonderful community um, uh, resource for people. And I have two people I love dearly that were very um, ill and needed care. And so I backed away off of that. I We had different people in place so I could. And I just did minimal on that business. So if I would think of myself as a business owner at the time, it wouldn't be that I was that great because I wasn't out there doing my thing, but I was taking care of um, family members at the time. And that the next year we ended up selling that company. And that was definitely a time in my life where I felt like I don't want to do this anymore. It was very difficult because Mm. of what the toll it was taking personally. Mm. So you go through it. You go through things to the best of your ability. Um, Relationship with people is still the number one, regardless of whatever work you do. And... um, you'll you you, things pass you know this too shall pass and it passes and things change and it was after that experience was over that's when I said it's time to write this book and that's when I wrote my book unconventional nurse going from burnout to bliss Mm -hmm. and so you know things come in different waves different seasons it's not going to be all um you know rainbows uh, and lollipops and, and unicorns. It There's going to be tough times, tough days um, that is just, are just ordinary and that you need your, your, your faith, whatever um, is your why to keep going. What you were saying about perseverance, grit, having grit, having courage um, to face different days. And, things change and things change for reasons and you can it all works all this experience that's why nurses are so great at becoming entrepreneurs and business owners every bit of experience that nurses have contributes well to whatever business they feel uh, motivated with and and moving forward with there's so many options out there. So I would just say that I would I I I said I was glad my younger self was grounded. I ju- I always knew my why. But I also knew that there were there are tough times to experience. You just have to do your best through them and it definitely feeds to the next stage of evolution of yourself as a person and as a entrepreneur business owner i I love that i'm just gonna add i want to add on to that evolution because those seasons those humps that we experience those are just obstacles that are meant for our growth for that evolution of who we're becoming and tapping into that purpose but that's only if you see those obstacles as growth if you see those as roadblocks and you have a very negative perspective on those things then you're going to fall down with your mindset which is you're being in a negative mindset in a sense versus looking at those obstacles. They're not working against me. They're working for me. They're meant to serve a purpose, a lesson. And with that evolution is going to come out to something better, right? 
I love that how you said it's for me, not to me, it's for me. And it that's a that's a great way of experiencing what we go through and have it then evolve to the next version of ourselves or our business. Hmm. And Michelle, you you brought up the why quite a bit. You said you've always knew your why, but my my thing is, can you give some advice for people that are trying to maybe find their, their why? Did you maybe realize that, hey, you do something really good because you said your why is to serve. So did you realize that, hey, when it comes to the word serve, you've maybe looked at your looked at your life and you saw that, hey, I just do this part really good and I enjoy doing this. So why don't I keep doing this? How how can somebody maybe help figure out their, their why? Absolutely. You know, I think a lot of nurses at some point have to re-identify or reawaken their passion. I mean, I think for the most part, most nurses go into this field because they have a tremendous part to care, to look for better outcomes, for to apply their skills and everything that they have towards making the human condition better for people. Um, so I'd have to say that there's a, there's, there's a section that I had in my book and it was basically asking yourself, first of all, think about what were you good at when you were younger? You know, if, if people are having, if they need to reawaken that passion or if they need to re-identify, what did you, what were you good at when you were younger? What? Did your friends and family tell you that you were good at? Um, what did you like to learn? What is something you were always drawn to learn? Um, so there's a there's a series of questions to ask yourself trying to learn to be become more self-aware. Um, the other thing is I always like the question. Oh, I also asked people to identify three people, three role models in life um, that they um, were very drawn to and, and looked up to, respected. Uh, and then the last thing I would ask people is if there were no limits, if there wasn't anything standing in your way, money, resources, time, energy, what would you be? What would you be doing? And you know, the cool thing about that is it helps reorient somebody to who they are, what their values are, and allows them to think, oh, okay, you know, this is what I can concentrate on. And there's so many other uh, valuable things. My favorite, um, you know, there's all kinds of analysis and assessments out there, but my favorite actually is strength finders. Because strength finders um, operates on the premise that we all have gifts. We all don't have everything. We have some things that we're we're very strong with. And I remember when I first took that strength finders uh, quiz. It was a half hour quiz, and it was on the computer. And the number one component that it had for me was empathy. And it made me happy when I saw that it, it did that because I think nurses obviously have a great deal of empathy um, out there, but it, it identifies five of your strengths. And then 
when you don't have things that you're strong at, then you work with other people in your life to support those weak areas so that you have the whole component. I love that. Be yeah, I feel like your why it's very important to make it about other people and giving value to other people. Because if you make your why just about yourself, I feel like you're going to hit a roadblock because in life as a, you know, like Maslow's hierarchy, as soon as you reach self-actualization, that that's it for yourself. Like you reached your limit technically within yourself. And now the highest good for you to reach more happiness per se, or continue filling your own cup and giving to others is creating value, giving to others. And I feel like that's what we as nurses um, got into the trade first. I know healthcare freaking sucked our compassion away sometimes. And we have compassion. Fatigue. Right. We, got, we got burnt out, but ultimately mm -hmm. we all compassion went fatigue. The, yeah. But we went there for the right reasons to serve others and to, and that's our why. And I think, you know, this is my little epiphany now is the nurses make awesome entrepreneurs because we have that why to begin with, where we want to give to other people. It's not per mm -hmm. se about the money or trying to reach some kind of capita or maybe fueling the ego in a say it's always altruistic in a sense to give to others others and michelle how is your evolution what are some goals that you're working on in your future what are you excited about for your maybe next season of life or the next chapter of what's to come for you well i think the thing that i enjoy most um out of my career and when i look at my past because i've been published in multiple journals and I wrote my book and that I would like to write more. <clears throat> you know, when I look to the future, I would like to write more. I love doing the interviews that I've been doing with nurse entrepreneurs because it is inspiring for me just listening to nurses' journeys and where they're at and how they got there and, you know, just interesting conversations. I love that. So I'll be doing more of that. Again, this all contributes, you know, to a book that's going to be, you know, basically how nurses become entrepreneurs and how nurses succeed in business. Um, the, it would be the fourth edition of that book. The NNBA has written a book like that um, along those lines since 1993, I think was the first one. So this one's due. So I need to get that put together. But so those are things that um, I'm working on from a professional standpoint. And Michelle, why why does why do you have such a big attraction toward writing? What does it give you? Does it give you just some alone time with your thoughts where you're free to think and write what you want? What is that affinity for it? You know, that's a very good question. I've been writing since I was 14. <laughs> so I, I journal quite a bit. Um, I, I, I can't tell you, I don't know. It's just sometimes, uh, you know, in writing, I just feel inspired and I love stories. In fact, that was the main thing about my nursing, actually. <laughs> um, you know, I told you I, I worked in ICU. So of course we're working with very ill uh, patients and, and, Whenever um, patients would take a really bad turn, a lot of my colleagues would say, Michelle, could you come over, you know, to be with this patient a while or talk to this patient? Because I always was able to speak to patients and hear their stories 
I mean, I was always asking questions. It was always about the story. And so I've written, it's, it's more, I just write a lot about stories, stories of people, stories of patients, of course, not any names of patients, a situation that occurred. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've just, all that's always appealed to me. And so I love the story. Yeah. It's almost like since you've been doing it as like a child, it's almost like that time where you're able to almost like bond with, with your inner child, because all of us have like their inner child that we have to like let go or, or figure out or bond with, or just, just let loose a little bit, you know, and that might Mm -hmm. be, you know, that might be your thing. Some people do it with like sports and people do it in uh, watching movies, spending time with maybe family or or friends or doing certain things that they enjoy Mm -hmm. as as a kid. So that's like almost like you reliving that, that emotion or, or, or that love or that is enjoyment. Like you're basically just reliving that. It's super nice. It it well it is, and I do love it, and that's where I would like to spend more time. You know, and I talked about professionally, personally as well. I have a lot of different projects that I work on. I'm a big um, recipe photojournalist, I would say. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. I'm I'm very much into that. So I I enjoy it. I I enjoy writing for sure. Yeah, and that's really good because you also mentioned stories, and if you th- think about it, the first way humans were able to communicate with each other was literally through, through through stories so that's like you're that's probably why you're so good with people is because you have this fundamental thing that you enjoy stories you enjoy writing stories you enjoy talking about stories and that's like the most basic principle of where communication got established with was is with stories back when millions of years ago or however or however old humans are is a story mm-hmm. such a such a big part of that communities came together to talk show the way with stories that's how kind of differences civilizations came together same ideas with stories because maybe they didn't have the same exact language but maybe they could put together an idea or a story that they could ju- just share and that's say we're religion in a sense like when people come together over a religion over like these the same stories you know it's it's a wonderful thing mm-hmm. it is and you know when you were saying that it's probably one of the top reasons nurses come to our conference uh, every year. Um, And that's because they get to see nurses from all kinds of backgrounds and specialties and experiences up on stage presenting their story Mm -hmm. and how um, they achieved what they have in business and how they've done. And it's all different. So the nurses in the audience are going, okay, you know, if she can do it, I can do it. You know, it, 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 if he can do it, I can do it. And it, it's just amazing how the story affects people. I, I definitely, yeah, we love stories. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what that comes down to is the power of belief, right? If sharing those stories with other entrepreneurs in the space and the you know, the events that you guys created creates that ripple effect of a belief. And a belief is so powerful. Even if you look at religion, it all comes down to belief, belief in a higher power, where if you feel stressed out or grief, you give that away, that feeling away, that emotion to a higher power because of that belief. So yeah, I think that's a powerful thing where we could all come together, share our stories, and it creates a powerful seed in our life for us to take on whatever it is that we want to endeavor on in life. And that ripple effect is, is really true. I mean, when I look at the situation from 1985 
Thousands upon thousands of nurses have launched successful businesses and have been part of NNBA and NNBA's history. It's just incredible to see. It's incredible to read the comments after every conference um, of how it changed their life or changed their business, you know. So, um, and so all these nurses are touching all these lives. I guess, you know, what you're saying about the ripple, it's a visual for me, you know, of raindrops on a lake and all those rings and they all interconnect and it's, it's wonderful. And that's, I don't think nurses appreciate how much they affect this world for good. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's a wonderful thing. That's a great visual. Yeah. And just to get the theme of stories going here, it's almost like business is a new story of it itself. Because mm -hmm. for example, like take, for example, uh, healthcare staff agency, there's hundreds of healthcare staff agencies, oh, but each of them have their own story of they're all built differently. They're all built with uh, different ideas. Right. Yeah. They might do the same thing as staff nurses in a hospital, but each of them do it in their own diff different way, in their own different mm -hmm. sense. That's what kind of makes them, makes them super unique as well. And since you like writing so much, do you also enjoy reading just as much? Oh, my whole family teases me. If something has print on it, I'll be reading it. <laughs> uh, I do read quite a bit, mm. quite a bit. And um, I, you know, I had one of these days I'm going to write about the business books and and books in general that have affected um, my life in big ways. I'll tell you, when I was in the Navy, there was a book I read that if, that was the first book I read on um, self-improvement and development. And um, it was um, the Positive Thinking book by Norman Vincent Peale. Mm -hmm. um, so that really started changing my life in that direction on how I could work on my life and develop it and progress. Because as I said, I didn't have, you know, I was in the Navy at the time. I didn't have the education that told me that you could develop goals and achieve and, you know, positive mental attitudes. Uh, but these were all things that books um, definitely along with education uh, gave me. So I'm a big reader. <laughs> That's funny, Michelle. That's the book that I have on my nightstand right now. Oh my gosh, that's uh, wonderful! It's a great book. It is, and I've read it in uh, in college, and I'm rereading it now, like almost a decade decade later. Mm -hmm. But but it's it's very impactful because I didn't know the power of the book before. I didn't have the mental capability of understanding things so much. Now reading it again as a more developed, you could say entrepreneur, I understand it so much more and how powerful those principles are of power of positive thinking, like he describes in the book. It's it's really true. And I know there was an exercise that he had in that book that I really benefited from. I used to scowl um, and, and, and when I was young. I mean, I'm, I'm in my 20s and uh, early 20s. And I would scowl and I would just put my finger here trying to relax that scowl because I wasn't thinking negative things, but I didn't look very welcoming or positive because I had this scowl. And so um, that book really helped me <laughs> along the lines of not only, you know, what I was in control of, but I was con control physically, 
of how I came off with posture and smiling and a pleasant um, disposition. So it, it's, that was the first one. Interesting. Yeah, that's amazing. It's like almost like a, also like a trauma response, right? Where people be, uh, go unconscious and they have the trauma response, their shoulders tend to round forward. They go into this like almost fetal position because yes, natural, because bring it in, contract, sucked in. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And one last question we like to ask all of our guests. So, if you mm-hmm. had the opportunity to have a cup of coffee with anybody one last time, who would it be and why? Hmm. I um I definitely it, it would be two people. I'm sorry, it wouldn't be just one person because my dad knew how to make the coffee, my mother didn't. So I would say sitting with my mom and dad and having a cup of coffee today would be wonderful beyond words. Can I ask why that is? Or would you ask them even maybe? I had a a very full life with my parents. I mean, I I was in my 40s when I lost them, but it the it's just they had very wonderful lives. They came up. They were they were um, young, 12, 13 year olds during the Great Depression. They were, at, you know, graduating high school and right afterwards for World War Two, um, they saw uh, men land on the moon. They my dad you know, experience video games. And it was like, he would say to me, why did this come out now? Why didn't this come out before? Because he would enjoy those video games much, you know, on the TV and doing things. And I just, they, they were the very best of who they were and when they were. And I still have a lot of questions. I, you know, of course I miss them. But I would sit down and I would say, okay, here's what I didn't ask. And I want to know. <laughs> mm, yeah. uh, Michelle, where can people find you if they want to maybe ask for some advice or ask you any kind of questions? Well, they can find me on LinkedIn. Um, Michelle Delizio Podlesny. They can find me on Facebook um, as well. But they can find about the NNBA at NNBA Nurse Entrepreneurs. Um, or NNBA Nurses in Business, and then the website nursesbusiness.com. There's there's a variety of ways out there. Michelle, thank you for being on the show. We really appreciate your time, all the expertise, the knowledge that you have, and thank you for creating the container that you did with the NNBA and the events to have like-minded entrepreneurs get on, you know, the events and talk and speak and create that ripple effect where potentially nurses could become a dominant workforce to create great change in America and potentially. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Yeah. We'll see you again. All righty. Bye, Michelle. As a nursing student or nurse, you know how important it is to have the right resources to help you succeed. That's why we invite you to check out our nursing resource page where you can find freebies like our cheat sheets, travel checklists, favorite Amazon products, and more. In addition, you can purchase our merch and NCLEX guide. Don't miss out on these valuable tools to help you excel in your nursing career. Visit cupofnurses.com today.